Welcome to the Motivation Without the Hype podcast with your host, Jez Perez. He's an author, high-performance coach, and motivational speaker. This show brings you inspiring messages and interviews to unleash your greatness in life and in business. So let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Motivation Without the Hype podcast show. My name is Jez Perez, a former procrastinator. Into an action taker, we bring you inspirational messages and interviews, including motivational insights, tips, principles, and proven strategies that you can take action on without the hype in unleashing your greatness in life and in business. Now, we appreciate you plugging in and spending time with us. And we have a very special guest, and I'm super grateful to have her on our show. Um, and her name is Martha. Now, Martha is a high-vibing mama-wife business coach, growth strategist, and social marketing powerhouse who has taken the internet by storm. She even has her own bi-weekly segment on Tampa WFLA TV news station where she expands on building a personal brand from the ground up. Now, Martha is featured in Fox, ABC, and CBS News, Oprah Magazine, Fast Company, Cosmopolitan, Shape, and Huffington Post, among other places. And her intuitive marketing expertise has helped her change the trajectory of her family's life in no time using resources. Now, using uh, strategies that teaches openly through courses, group coaching, and other tried and true resources. Now, she now also writes for Entrepreneur and Forbes Magazine and is on the Forbes Business Council. From finding your passion to building a personal brand from nothing, she teaches it all to anyone who's ready. First of all, Martha, it's so good to have you on. Thank you for joining in today's podcast show. Thank you so much. This is going to be a blast. I already know it. So please tell us who you are and what you do. Okay. Well, my name is Martha Krejci. That's how you pronounce all of those consonants really close together. Uh, what I do is I teach families how to be able to create income from home utilizing things they already know. So uh, what that typically looks like is first step is affiliate marketing, and then they accidentally build a personal brand from there, and then we monetize that. So coaching, consulting, books, courses, all of the things that go along with it once you know what your personal brand is. That's awesome. Now, how does it feel to become or be a mompreneur? Oh my gosh. Uh, surreal. Surreal. Whenever I was working, so like I worked at GoDaddy for a little over five years, I was in the leadership, um, you know, division, I guess. And whenever I was there, it just felt like I was going through the motions and I was doing the thing that everybody, you know, that we're expected. It feels like we're expected to do. And so now it's surreal that I don't, even though it's been, you know, six years at this point, that I don't get up, hit snooze on my alarm five times because I don't really want to get up and do the thing I'm about to do, and then get in my car and go to work. Um, it's surreal that I really get to live the life that I wanted to, you know, and really what that looks like. It doesn't look like you know, sitting on the beach and stuff, although we could, if we wanted to, what it looks like for us is just really boring. And it's being able to walk our daughter to school, you know, and being able to go, we live down the street from Disney world. So being able to go to Disney world on the weekend or universal or go take vacations or take her to museums and really like, it's just surreal. It's surreal to be a mompreneur because I feel like 
the odds in the narrative and the, in the narrative in the world, the odds feel like they're stacked against us. It feels like it's, it's kind of a wish, a hope and a dream and doesn't ever really actually come true except for the perfect people on Instagram. But, um, so it's for, it's surreal for me to actually be able to live this life. So what were those key moments when you said yes and you had to work out the how later? Um, okay. So I told you where I worked. I worked at GoDaddy, right? And, and I love that place, by the way, fantastic place to work, fantastic company, all of the things. They don't pay me to say that. (laughs) I'm just saying that on my own, but one of the times where I had to say yes and just figure it out was, uh, so I was sitting in my carpeted cubicle. I remember it so clearly. It was like beige carpet on this cubicle. It smelled like what I believe the 1960s smelled like. I don't know. I wasn't alive, but I feel like it smelled like that. Anyway, musty. <laughs> it was musty. And so I, uh, in my little cubicle, I had my computer and my phone and everything. And I got a video on my phone and it was for my husband, which was really weird for him to send me videos, period, let alone at work. It was just a weird thing. And, uh, whenever I looked at the video and I played it, it was my daughter taking her very first clumpy steps. And in that moment, when I saw that, that was where everything, it was like, I was so proud of her, but then my reality crashed down. So my, what I was doing, you know, I, I became essentially like, I I've never felt like as much of a caged animal in my life as I felt in that moment. Cause I didn't have any sick time. I couldn't go anywhere. My daughter's taking her first steps and I have to sit in this chair and not do anything. And the fact that she wasn't walking towards me in those first steps is something I'll never, ever get back. Like that's just gone. And so in that moment is when I had to decide not right or wrong, but is this what you want? Is this what you want to continue happening in your life? Because it's just a microcosm it's going to be these different benchmarks, benchmark moments of you miss this and you miss this and you miss this and you miss this. And all of a sudden she's 18 and graduating high school. And I had nothing to do with any of it. And that's what I saw. And whenever I saw that, it scared me to death, but it scared me enough to shake me out of this. And the only way I can describe it is this like pseudo reality It's really weird. Whenever you make these big decisions, like entrepreneurial decisions, you realize how fake the world was that you were actually holding every, that you felt like was your everything. You realize how fake and pseudo it really is because the moment that I said, okay, I'm going to quit my job. Uh, the crazy thing is, is that on paper, I look like a freaking idiot, um, On paper, I had just bought a really expensive house, really expensive house. My in-laws had just moved in with us. Uh, I had brought my husband home from work already, which, uh, cause he hated his job. Um, we live in a world of people hating their jobs, by the way, but, uh, I had already brought him home, which is why he was taking the video of our girl taking her first steps. 
and uh, and I held the health insurance on my family. So all of these things were the case. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I'm just going to quit my job, right? I look like a fool. And so in that moment, when I decided I was going to do that thing, that was one of those things where like you said yes, and then had to figure it out from there. And so I said yes, and then I went and sat back down at my desk <laughs> and I was like, how am I going to actually make this happen? Cause I need to make it happen. I'm not going to do this anymore. So I, I need to figure something out. And I have a weird, uncanny understanding, like almost a cellular understanding of SEO. And so like I see algorithm changes before Google announces them. It's just a weird thing. Um, I don't even do anything really in SEO anymore, but, um, that's, it's just a weird thing for me anyway. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll start an SEO agency locally. And so I built out that idea in my mind. I clocked out at the end of the day and I knew I wasn't coming back. And whenever I drove home, I had, I feel like we all have these conversations whenever you have a significant other or somebody that you are um, somebody that holds you accountable, which hopefully your significant other does, but if they don't, whatever, somebody does somewhere, hopefully. And <clears throat> so on my way home, as I was driving home, I was having this internal argument and I was preparing myself for what this was going to look like, right? Like, what was this argument going to look like? Because I'm pretty sure he's going to say, are you crazy? Or he's going to hyperventilate. Essentially, my husband is uh, the guy that holds the string to my balloon. And, uh, and so like, I'm the balloon and I'm all crazy. And he's like the, the grounding force. Right. And so he holds a string to my balloon. So I'm imagining I'm coming home, telling him that I'm going to quit my job. And he is like, what are you talking about? What are you doing? Right. And just going to freak out on me. And so I was like, he's going to say this and I'm going to say this, and then he's going to say this and I'm going to say this. And then he's going to say, that. and, and all of that, you know, I, I was like fully prepared. I get home, get out of the car, go up the stairs, put my purse and my keys on the counter. And I remember just saying, I am going to quit my job. And I fully expected for him to freak out. And instead what he did was he looked at me and he said, with the straightest face ever, he said, Martha, if you don't do this, you're not only doing yourself, but everybody around you a disservice. And I was like, who's, who's this? <laughs> Where was he before? <laughs> you know? And so I, that's how I knew that I needed to do this thing. But I said yes. And then I started figuring things out as, as I went along. So what did you do to scale and improve your business along the way? Knowing that you've got an idea, you said yes to yourself. And you said, look, I'm doing this. I'm going for it. So how did you scale that from that point? Yeah. So the way that I scaled it was, the, well, that was the first iteration of my business. I think we're all familiar. Anybody that's been in business longer than I would say six months knows that your business bobs and weaves kind of like a boxer a little bit. It's like you, you change with the times and with the needs. And if you're listening to the needs anyway. And so how I started out was I was like, okay, well, I need money in my pocket because I literally have none. And, 
Uh, and I just quit my job. So there's that. So what I did first was I went to, in the States, it's called the Chamber of Commerce. And I'm not sure where it's called in other parts of the world. Maybe the same thing. But essentially, it's a place, a local entity that has business training and networking and community kind of for local businesses. And it's, you know, large to small local businesses, whoever wants to join it. And it was only $200 a a year, I want to say, very inexpensive. And so what I did was I joined the Chamber of Commerce and I started doing trainings, So I would do SEO trainings and it wasn't for massive audiences. Okay. It was like, you know, five people came once and then 12 people came once. But what I was teaching them was I was teaching them how to improve their SEO and why it mattered. Right. And then they, any business owner is like, yeah, that's awesome. I would love to improve my SEO. That sounds fantastic. Also, I don't want to do it. So the girl at the front of the room that's teaching them how to do a thing is the one that they're going to hire in order to do it. And so that is, that was how I first got going was doing a chamber of commerce stuff. So how did you continue to evolve as a person and grow your business to where it is today? That was, well, evolving as a person, right? That is the personal development side of things. That's the beauty of business as a whole. I think business makes us better people if we pay attention. Uh, and I think in the act of us, and I want to say the way I describe it is like tumbling stones, right? So you can have these rough stones with sharp edges and that sort of thing, but you have them in a rock tumbler long enough and they're going to get polished and they're going to get smoothed. And I think what happens to us as people through our business is that we get smoothed out by our business and it's by the rough parts of the business. So instead of looking at something that was difficult in business, instead of looking at it like, oh man, that almost took me out or that was terrible or whatever. Instead of looking at it like that, what I prefer to look at it as is, okay, what did I learn here? How did I get better? How can I always make sure, like my filter is always on my person that I'm serving. How can I make sure they are getting what I say that they're going to be getting? And uh, and especially whenever it comes to like coaching And that space and teaching education and then coaching is that looks different sometimes to different types of people. And so while you could be teaching one type of person really well, then there may be two other types of people that really aren't getting it the same. And so we have to kind of move into what, what is really what I call the ed tech space right? We're moving into education technology, not through software, but more through thinking and delivery. And how can we make sure that we're always bobbing and weaving and making sure that our people are better. And I think when we are in the mindset and running through the filter of our people being better, it naturally happens to us. Now that's amazing. I mean, like, yeah, you go through the mindset, building the skill set, and you're always taking action on that. I know that you and your husband are in partnership and when it comes to relationship and how important is to loop 
to loop in your other half? Um, so <laughs> he, uh, he likes to know what's going on just enough to have like 30,000 foot. So I, the first, the first thing that you need to find out from your other half is how much do they want to know? Right. Cause if I were to give him the mundane details of things, he'd be like, oh, don't care at all. Um, but he does want to know 30,000 foot stuff because that's exciting because that's where you see growth in the details. It's hard to see growth because you just see, you know, the mundane and you could be growing, but you don't see it because it's so mundane, but he likes to see the 30,000. Okay. So what's going on here? What's going on here? What's going on here? And so that is what I deliver to him. And that's what I give to him. But we've had that conversation of that's the type of thing that he's looking for. Right. Um, but if he were more interested in the details, then he would be more involved in, you know, like day-to-day meetings and chats and stuff like that. But quite frankly, that would just drive him. Absolutely. I know that, you know, whether it's in relationships or in business, you know, we're all in it together, right? With your other half. And so sometimes mompreneurs or even dadpreneurs kind of struggle because they probably are misalignment. So it's great that you have yourself and your husband are lying together, which is awesome. But to those who are mompreneurs as of right now, how would they continue to scale their business and also improve their relationship? Well, I think, like I said, this all comes down to communication. I think there needs to be a conversation about goals. So we're talking about scaling the business, but we're also talking about really scaling the relationship, right? So we're just talking about, let's get these, both of these things on the same chart, moving in the same direction. Right. And in order to do that, there has to be a good conversation around, okay, what are your goals? What are your goals? Like in the next year, what are your goals in the next three years? And you could go as far out as five years. Some people's brains will go there. Some people's won't, but, um, that's, that's <laughs> just depending on the person that you're talking to your detail person won't go there. <laughs> They'll go one and three and that's it. Um, maybe not even three, honestly. So, um, because they will be like, but how do we get to the one and details, details, details anyway. So, um, Whenever you have the conversation with them, what are their goals? What do they really want? And not like, what do they want out of the business, but what do they want out of their life? And this goes back to, I like, I like to think as though I'm a four or a six-year-old. And I like for other people to kind of go back there as well. Cause I really think we're just big versions of that. I think I'm a, just a, a bigger version of my six-year-old self. Like, quite frankly, I really think so. And And so I like for us to be able to go back there and say like, what, if you could have anything, if you could be anything, if you could do anything, what would it be? And I think where, where couples that work together run into problems is when they realize that one person's goal doesn't align with the business's goal. And what I hope people hear right now is that it doesn't matter. So I primarily run our business because my goals align with the business goal. My husband's, most of his goals align with the business goal, but then he's also got other goals that are outside of the business. And so I don't look at that as 
in contradiction. I look at it as parallel path and he still supports me over anything. Anything that happens, I know I've got him. I know he's got my back, anything. But he's not required on the day-to-day and he can go do his own thing. And so I really think that when couples get to that point of understanding when goals don't align, they, they get scared and they think, oh, we can't do this together then. And that's not the case because it's your, it's your, where are you headed? So your goals of where you're headed are okay. If they're, they're, the goals need to be headed the same direction, but they don't need to be through the same vehicle, if that makes sense. And so it's, it's mutual respect of each other. And then just being able to say something like to your partner, like, well, can I lean on you for this? So my husband, um, he doesn't need to do this anymore, but he does sometimes. Um, he taught himself all of the Adobe suite, uh, via university of Google, right? Like he taught himself on Google, like he's in what he calls God mode on Adobe. He can create anything, anything you show him, he can recreate in Adobe. Right. And, uh, and so he, he does our thumbnails for YouTube, not because he has to, but because he likes to, and it's fun for him and that sort of thing. But within the business, he doesn't do a lot of like the, he, you know, he doesn't do the podcast. He doesn't do, you know, like he doesn't do a lot of the, um, talking head stuff. Cause that's me, but the things that he has fun doing, he does in the background. And then he's got time to do the other things that he wants to do. Like he also, um, he also collects vintage toys, which is fun, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and stuff. So, um, he man, there's anyway, there's a whole lot of things, but Really what I want people to hear, cause I went off track, but what I want people to hear here is that you don't have to have the same, um, that your goals don't have to be, um, accomplished with your business, but you do have to want to support each other and they are not the same thing. And that's where I think people get confused. I I think people say, well, you've got to sacrifice this in order for us to have this. And in reality, I'm going to say, I don't think a lot of sacrifice is actually required. Whenever I, I think you do what you love and then you can hire out the rest. And we live in a world where it is not, it does not cost much to hire out the rest. So that's, that's what I say. And you know, that's so powerful because a lot of people, whether it's mompreneurs or dadpreneurs or even couples or partners, they have that same struggle where they want to go too fast or go too slow. But having that distinction and having that fusion that you just mentioned is mind-blowing. So, man, you rock. <laughs> You do. So, look, I always ask this question to every guest that's on the show. What's your meaning of motivation without the hype? And how do you use motivation for your personal success? Oh, what's my meaning of motivation without the hype? I think it's conviction. I think let's use the word conviction. What are you convicted to do as a person? 
Um, how are you convicted to, and I know everybody likes to use this big old term, change the world, right? But I really think it, it takes us, it takes us and it takes us in our little spaces to be able to do that. And, uh, and conviction is motivation without the hype, right? Like that's, that's who you are at your core and where you, what you're convicted of. Um, and then what was the other one? I'm so sorry. I got, got all wrapped up in that one. How do you use motivation for your personal success? Oh my gosh. Well, the way that I use motivation, the, the way that I motivate myself, <clears throat> excuse me, is, uh, is that I think of the people that I'm serving. So like I have a very clear vision of who I'm serving, right? It's the, it's me back then. It's the mom sitting in the cubicle that's getting a video of her daughter taking her first steps, you know, like that's, that's the woman I serve day in and day out. That's why it's so clear to me. And she's my motivation, but it's just not her existing. It's her winning. And how can I figure out new creative and different ways for her to be able to succeed. And that is my motivation. So she is my motivation. And that is why. Woo. <laughs> Real That's talk. Awesome. Real talk. Real talk. Well, Martha, I want to say thank you so much for joining in, in the podcast show. It's such a privilege to have you on. Guys, for more information on how you can get in touch with Martha, look at our show notes on the provided notes, and I highly recommend that you connect with her as soon as possible. <laughs> if this episode has been helpful and uplifting, we would love for you to write a review to inspire more listeners to get plugged in. Now, we will continue to provide high-value content in each and every episode. If you don't mind sharing this podcast show on social media by inviting others, it will mean the world to me. Every time you tag me, we will get the opportunity to share those posts and together we can make a difference in the lives of others through inspiration episodes just like this. So there you have it. In closing, continue to unleash your greatness and tell yourself that I can, I will, and I must, and we'll see you on the next episode.